action. Everybody, welcome to the Addictive Tickle Podcast with your host Taylor Clark. Who's Taylor Clark? <laughs> it's me. Probably wondering who's me. Me's me, guys. And I'm of course joined by everybody's favorite little Q. What's up? Q. <laughs> Quinn Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Little Q, really getting some traction out of that nickname. Oh, God, I hate <laughs> it. I don't think you're going to get rid of it. <laughs> um, this is, of course, the only podcast with me the whole time. What is this podcast about? Well, some people call it the Bidet of Podcasts. Some people say we put the raw in Mr. Rogers. <laughs> some, <laughs> some people say we're kind of like a, you know, like a jackass of all trades, if you will. And all, though all of these descriptions are, you know, fair, maybe even accurate. That isn't exactly what we are. What we are exactly is. Addictive Tickle. Like a bidet. <laughs> you didn't know how much you liked us until you gave us a shot. <laughs> and now you're hooked by the butt. <laughs> and you're willing to invest. <laughs> If you guys are listening in from last week uh, and you went to look for my Patreon that doesn't exist, I apologize. It does not exist still. Working on a lot of things over here at the old Tay Laboratory, Labratate, Lore, <laughs> Eat. Um, but I'm getting to it. We'll get it. We'll get it up. Don't worry. It's happening. We're gonna have all kinds of cool stuff on there. It's still in the in the works. Hold your horses. Hopefully this week. But I'm going to take a note from last week's book and not make promises. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about on this week's episode, guys. All kinds of uh, things, news topics, ideas. <laughs> Starting with, um, you know, we're going to go into parenting a little bit again. Oh, don't turn it off. People with no kids. It's going to be some funny stories and some uh, confessions about myself as a parent. 
especially one who goes to soccer games. My son is in soccer now, and I'm one of the dads who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know I was that dad till I got there. Sure enough. Uh, full-on cliche. All right, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But then we're also going to discuss, Quinn, um, remind me. Uh, Tampa. Oh, yes. I'm going to Tampa. I'm going to be doing a show um, in affiliation with the uh, border uh, at the Tampa Pro Weekend, which is a huge skateboard contest, Quinn. Okay. It's going to be pretty cool. A lot of team managers, a lot of pro skateboarders. Um, it's going to be really fun. I'm going to get to do stand-up for probably a lot of my heroes. So that's something I got to be worried about now. <laughs> and we'll be crippled with dread uh, every waking minute until I get off stage the night of. I don't get starstruck, really. Like, I've met big comics, big celebrities, you know, no big deal. Uh, but pro skateboarders, big pro skateboarders, that freaks me out. That intimidates me. Gotta stare fucking Eric Costin in the face. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, digest... You know, weeks worth of hours <laughs> of his videos into my fucking skull. Eh, what's that going to be like? Fun. It'll be cool. Unless I bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and we both know I'm going to bomb. Uh, no, I, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be fine. But maybe not. Go, I would suck if I bomb because I got to bomb for an hour in front of fucking <laughs> John Cardiel or something. What if that happens? Oh, boy. Anywho's, uh, that's pretty cool. We're going to talk about that in a little more detail, but we're also going to talk about uh, Norm McDonald we have on the list. Oh. Norm McDonald, we have a list? Of topics. Oh. <laughs> Not of Norm McDonald things. Uh, no, I mean, we can, I can make a list pretty quick. I mean, I, are you a fan? I'm a big fan, yeah. Huge fan, favorites. as am I. Yeah. Um, so I think we're just going to, you know, do the ob- obligatory comedy thing, comedy podcast move, and salute him. Tell some, you know, some of our favorite bits and stories and memories, I thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll do that. And then lastly but not leastly, oh, there's, there's two more. There's That's what I mean. The second to lastly. Last, second to lastly. Second to lastly. Not leastly. Uh, you want to talk about your process and habits? Oh, we're going to go into it a little bit. We're going to dig our heels in cuz I've been really going through a lot of angst over this. And uh, I'm about to start some new habit challenges because I have to now kind of rebuild my entire life structure uh-huh. as a hobbled man. Sure. I have a broken leg, Quinn. <laughs> oh. I do. Did you know? <laughs> I didn't know. Did the crutches give it away? No. What about the boot? No. What about I... my finding a way to weasel it into every conversation? I, I thought it was a bit. I got to be honest. <laughs> uh... I know how to commit. 
<laughs> I invested in an air cast. That's how bad I wanted to yeah. <laughs> this bit to work. All right. And we our last we have one more topic on the uh the border crisis. Oh, my god. I mean, obviously, you're not looking at a couple of scholars here. I don't know what we're really going to be able to add to this, Quinn. I don't even know why you wanted to put this on the list. <laughs> to be honest, but if you insist, um we're going <laughs> to Talk about what's going on down there. But first, we're everybody's favorite segment. We're going to check in with Quinn. Nope, different beat. Disco, baby. Whoa. Here's a new one. What do we do? We usually give you the flute. The flute over. Yeah. Flute, Quinn. a fun mix. It's Quinn, motherfucker! <laughs> I got my own apartment in Capitol Hill, bitch! <laughs> and I eat chips all night! That's true. <laughs> all right, that Quinn jingle is really coming along. Yeah, this is a very, very jazzy. <laughs> Disco-y. Disco with the fluids, a little, yeah. Well, disco jazz. Disco jazz. I like it. Jizco. <laughs> Jizco Quinn? Jizco Quinn. Little Jizco Quinn over here. Oh, you've seen him walking in the night. He's going to get chips. He's a little high. You're looking at Jizco Quinn. Oh, Jizco Quinn. Walking in the night, he's just go Quinn. He's looking to fight. He's got some weed. He's looking to get so high. Little just go Quinn. Little just go Quinn. Oh, he's looking, 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 looking for just a little bit of sin. He's looking for a little bit of sin. Do you wanna let him in? cookies and he's got chips he doesn't have much else but he's got some loving to give little just go quinn little just go quinn he's got so much so much loving to give loving to give oh he's got so much loving to give I mean, that if that wasn't catchy, that was pretty great. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, little Jizco Quinn. That was fun. He's got smooth. chips and cookies. You want to let him in? I like. I liked the looking for sin line. That was very like very smooth. Not bad. Looking for just a little bit of sin, little yeah. Jizco Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're having fun on this one. 
All right. So uh, what's up, Quinn? We're checking in. What's good? We just got back. I'll, I'll fill in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> shut, shut up Context. for a second. I'll let everyone know how you're doing. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, well, but yes. That's easy. Yes. What I, I, of course, joking. Uh, little Jisco Quinn over here just got done hosting the shit out of his open mic. I love how this is just like an open mic follow up, like as if a comic, <laughs> as if a comic could fall harder from from Grace. <laughs> as to now be like, hey Taylor, what are you doing? Well, I'm I'm hosting an open mic follow up podcast <laughs> with uh, with a two year comic on uh, out of my garage while my son sleeps. What's that? <laughs> Uber Eats. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's, um, I I don't give a shit. I think it's fucking cool. We're building something, and as I build, which is the main focus of the podcast, I think it's really cool to watch us bu- you build, uh, you know, a full-on comedy scene from scratch. What, one guy, which is exa- exactly what you do when you start an open mic in an area with no other comedy going on. That's true. Yeah, although I mean, we we took it over, but the one guy told me this is a fun moment, and not that he knows shit; he's new. But he told me, and I appreciate this. He told me that I had the best open mic in the Seattle area. You, Quinn, that was pretty I mean, cool. That's some fucking high praise. That was pretty nice. And he's been to two. He's been to like two. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one was like a wokey room, but whatever. Right. We got the best. Wokey, wokey rooms. Ro- wokey. Um, little cookie, little cokey wokey. Yeah. But no, it's been cool. Um, it is cool, and it's uh, you know, the more people, more and more people are coming, more and more people are laughing and getting into it. You're starting to develop yeah. uh, fans even like there's an old guy that comes all the time there's a couple of people who are now starting to be regulars yeah yeah we got and some i of regulars. course forced myself to come and you you know <laughs> because uh we we're doing this podcast now on mondays in accordance with this open mic as uh geographically just kind of makes the most sense yeah yeah um but it, it yeah i mean it's it's exciting to watch it grow and it feels like more and more like a like a show like there's like some you know like big laughs throughout the night. People are really excited for the comedy, which is not something that you get a lot at an open mic, especially when it's not at a comedy club. So it's been, uh, it's been fun. And that, that's kind of been, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, since last week, I mean, I've not, not a, I've been doing that. And then, um, I did the, the laundry is working now in my place. That's the other exciting highlight of my life. Whoa, this chicken's getting crazy. Right. (laughs) about as exciting as it gets right now <laughs> and you said it's work it's working it's work so before but it's still but not it's on not towels. Great. yeah the towels don't get towels dry. are real they're still soaked still a puzzle piece that's yet, yet to but be filled before the dryer didn't work at all and so i just had a pile of wet clothes because i didn't know that until i started the washer and so that was a fun little learn quinn yeah it's a fun this development. is called growing up oh yeah there was a Wonder Years episode about you right now. That's how it would start. With yeah. you on a pile of wet clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scooping a couple of heroin needles up with an old flip-flop you found in the gutter. Yeah. So that you could make room for, for your fucking wet towels and your half-dry boxers. Yeah, man. And you fold them up and you think, Wow, if I could have looked at me six years ago when I was... 
don't know. What were you doing six years ago? Oh my god, six years ago, um, I think I was you were uh, nine. How old were you? <laughs> I was uh, I would have been sixteen. Uh, I think what six years ago I was just watching anime in a chair for pretty much like any time after high school, I'd just watch anime, and then eventually I saw a therapist. That was about the extent of it. If little anime fucking head shrinker goat uh, office inhabitor <laughs> Quinn could see me now folding all these wet clothes, boy, he would really be proud. He would be. A little nervous, but proud. He's a pussy. <laughs> but that guy, fuck, what a pussy. Fuck that guy. Um, well, that's so cool. You're really growing up before our eyes here on Addictive Tickle Quinn. Hey, are you on Tinder? I am. You are. And are you addicted to it? Uh, no. No. But are you on it a lot? Uh, somewhat. I have the free plan. You can only be on it so much with the free plan. Please explain to me how Tinder works. Uh, and I know kind of how it works, but yeah. pretend I don't. Uh, so a picture of what? Of a, a lady okay. or a guy. I know if what that's what are. you're into. Got, but a lady for me will show up and uh, you swipe right. If you say, I like this lady, I'd like to talk to her. Ooh, that sounds fun. And what happens then? Uh, and then uh, well, then you get to meet her right away. If, if she also swipes right on you, then yeah. What do you mean swipes right, right on you? I she meet sees her your now. picture and says, I like this no, person. No, 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 no. I, I already saw her picture. I like what I see. I want oh. me wanting. Uh, you got to go to Facebook, man. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Facebook's for. All right, all right. So so she she sees a picture of me, and she knows that I saw a picture of her already? Uh, no, she doesn't know. Oh, okay. Until, uh, unless she has a paid plan. She has a paid plan. You can see who liked you. Before How you much like does that them. cost? Like fifteen a month. Fifteen dollars a month for, for the cheap one. I think. I think there's, there's a more expensive a more one. More expensive than fifteen dollar plan. They have like a platinum or some shit. Oh my! How much is it? Look it up. Oh man, it's fucking expensive. How much does tend to cost nowadays? I don't know. I've been married for <laughs> so long. Okay, okay. I missed uh, the Tinder boat completely. All right, so watched the, it fly by. All right, so actually, there's a couple cheaper ones. All those loose ladies on the boat, just a wave and goodbye. So, uh, if you're paying for one, if you pay longer periods of time, they're cheaper. Uh, but if you do the one month, so there's a plus plan, which is ten dollars, which you don't get a lot with, and then there's the gold plan, which if you're only doing a month, is thirty dollars. But if you do long, if you do six months, it's fifteen a month. If you do twelve months, it's ten a month. Because they want you to, you know, pay them more, so you pay a year. That's how they fucking get you. That's how they get you. And what? And and uh. And there's perks and. Yeah, so you can see who liked you, and then um. Yeah, I'm sure there's other perks. That's like the main one that I know. <laughs> you haven't looked into it too much, have you? I, I had it at one point, and then, oh, and um, you have unlimited likes. Normally, there's a limit on how many people you can like in a day. Really? What's the limit? I have no. It's uh, it's uh, it's actually pretty lenient. You can actually go for like you could have like a few hour binge if you wanted to, or an hour binge. Maybe not a few hours, but like, yeah. How many likes? Tinder free. Um. Well. This is also interesting. 
And are you only on Tinder? Or are you mixing it up, Quinn? Do you have a couple of those swipey dipey apps on there? I think I'm just your on... little sexy fingers. Pretty sure I'm just on Tinder. I did have a moment where I was like trying like other ones, like Hinge or whatever, but those are kind of weird and not a lot of people use them, I don't think. And I've had the best luck with Tinder than any of them. So... Here, let's see. Alright, so it says you have 100 likes per 12 hours. So every 12 hours it resets. That's a lot. And, uh... And you don't go to your limit every day? No. No, I, uh... Well, I don't know. Some days I do if I'm, like, really bored and I'm just, like... what It is a, it is a thing that you can kind of just do mindlessly. Right. And, uh... Pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah. just go by their faces. Yeah. And you're looking at descriptions oh, ever? Fa faces. But, yes. There's... You can click... I'm and, giving you the benefit of the doubt. You're you right. I'm creep. a good person. It's the faces. Yeah. And curve. you can go on there and you can kind of... Yeah, you're just like, yeah, she's, she's hot. What are you, a feet guy? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those... A lot of feet guys out there. Oh, I'm sure... No, I'm dude. we're not kink-shaming on this podcast. Dude, I... Let me ask that question without any condescending okay, okay. tone. Are you a feet guy? I'm not a feet guy. Good. <laughs> Gross. Although, Those freaks. I bet you in Seattle, there's a lot. I guarantee there's a lot. Everywhere, there's a lot in every town. I know, but Seattle's kind of creepy. I feel yeah, like there's more. There's you know, feet people out here as feety creeps. But those guys, what do we call that one episode we had? Those Alabama Funfoots. Yeah, the Alabama Funfoots. Hey, y'all, we're the Alabama Funfoots, and we're here to have a good time. Who wants to judge some chicken cocks? <laughs> Whoa, Tony brought a big old chicken in here today, but he's got a tiny cock, whereas little Allison brought in a tiny chicken with a big old cock. I think we know who the winner is here. Allison, get on up here and collect that blue ribbon. <laughs> That's right. We've been the Alabama Funfoots, y'all. Um, I don't know why. I just had to do a sketch about if that band was famous and judging a chicken cock contest. <laughs> but, you know, this podcast is a little bit of a <laughs> spitball. A little bit of a spaghetti wall, uh, if you will. Journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a process. Speaking of which, Quinn, it was nice checking in with you. Thank you. Um, real quick. And then we're going to get into all the, you know, topics. I'm sure you guys are on the edge of your seats. Like, where are they going to stand on the border crisis? <laughs> Somewhere funny? Probably not. <laughs> Anywho's, we're going to do a quick parlay with Tay. Tay is me. Who is me, of course. And, uh... Well... I mean, real quick and tidy here. I, I just put out the Comedians at Skate Parks episode. It's doing pretty well. Uh, and the feedback has been fantastic. I'm working hard on the other episodes. Hopefully they can continue to come out twice a month. And uh, and we're, we're going to keep, keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving forward. Uh, please send me more feedback, more comments. Comments. Uh, Please share it with your friends and family. Send it to everyone you know. 
submit it to newspapers for me. Um, please, make a movie about me. <laughs> and Gwen, I would, I would be a, you know what, make, I take everything back. Make a movie for Quinn, lo, call it Lil Jizco. <laughs> and I'd be happy to cameo, I'll be honest. Just somebody make that fucking movie. Little Jisco. Coming this fall. <laughs> to a porno theater near you. Um, but that that's about it. That's all I've been really obsessed with over the last uh, little while. Since last we spoke. Since last we recorded. So, let's move on. We are going to talk about soccer games. Soccer. Soccer. Oh, what, t- what time are we at? We are at 26 we're doing, minutes. We're doing, we're, doing, we're doing great. All right. So uh, I've got a little boy there in soccer. I'm not going to do this again. Didn't I do Irish accent for like fucking half the podcast last time on accident? Like like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, a while. Whoops. Did <laughs> Have I told you sometimes I've done mushrooms before and I get trapped in an accent and I can't get out? (laughs) No, no, that's funny, though. It is funny, I will say, and it's semi-sincere, but also it's really fun. Uh, Usually it's Irish. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it gets better throughout the night. (laughs) (laughs) As the mushrooms kick in. (laughs) The mushrooms kick in, it becomes more and more just like implanted into my personality, and that's where I really can't snap out of it and part of the reason i can't snap out of it is because then i start meeting people on with an irish accent and then you can't be like i can't switch now back to where are you doing mushrooms you're running into people with irish accents no i i'm not nowhere oh i'm doing the irish accent people run into me and you're doing a stranger i see hanging out at a fun party being a cool guy Doing mushrooms. I understand now. <laughs> you know, semi. You know, a c- couple of times this has happened. New Year's Eve, Eve one time in Portland, running around all over town, be like, Happy New Year! <laughs> I'm high as balls, everyone. You know, having a good, fun time. Yeah. And I just can't get out of it. But I'm not gonna let that happen on this podcast. One, I'm not on mushrooms, and two, it's kind of annoying. Anyhow's um so my son's playing soccer and I learned right away um which I should have probably known about myself is I don't watch sports but when I do I get into it. Sure. I yell, I scream, I stomp my feet, I make fun of people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I mean Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a sport, you're like a classic, yeah. Yeah, I don't even realize it takes over and it I didn't realize that happens even at a six year old's fucking soccer game. So second game in a row, I showed up. Well, the first time I showed up, I fucking showed up on my knee scooter the day after surgery and promptly ate shit in front of everybody. You fall over or something? I mean, yeah, I hit a stick. <laughs> oh, and tossed me like a fucking rag doll into the air. Oh, I fucking fell onto the ground break dancing, trying to avoid my <laughs> boot uh-huh. coming into contact with the blacktop there. And I fucking... Looked real cool. Sure. 
And then I got up and they were like, game's canceled. And it felt like it was my fault. <laughs> Although it was because they heard thunder. And I guess there's some regulation in the little baby soccer books that, you know, if you hear a lightning bolt, you're going to cancel the game. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, they're just following the rules. Ridiculous as they may be. I mean, I don't want my kid to get struck by lightning or anything, but if he did, you know, I'm sure he'd be the kind of kid to get a superpower out of it. You'd be really good at soccer all of a sudden. Yeah, you'd get a soccer power. Yep. Classic Disney setup. Oh, yeah. This is a Disney movie. Well, Jimmy didn't like soccer. He didn't want to go at all. And then one rainy Saturday afternoon, him and his father and his mother showed up at the game and they almost canceled. But they didn't. And that's when a giant bolt of lightning came crashing out of the air and it hit little Jimmy right in the fucking face. Everyone gathered around him waiting for him to come to and when he came to they said are you okay little Jimmy he said I'm fine I think but somebody hand me that fucking soccer ball he said can't hand it to you it's soccer Jimmy and he said you know what I mean and they said okay and they kicked it to him you know and they, he kicked it back and my god when he kicked it back it flew so high through the air it burst through the clouds like it was lightning <laughs> little Jimmy he fixed the border crisis that day with his fast kicks <laughs> with, his, with his super fast kicks everyone from Haiti went back and the democracy was restored <laughs> climate change ceased to exist because everyone came together around little Jimmy and his soccer abilities you see Luckily, he was a very progressive kid, so he fought for all this, all that stuff that fixed the border crisis. <laughs> <laughs> this, reminds, this reminds me of that Pepsi commercial with, like, uh, was it Kendall Jenner? Yeah, where where she hands the Pepsi over to the cop, and he's like, "Oh, black people aren't so bad." This reminds me of that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the Disney version of that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) no. So anyway, I show up to this fucking soccer game. The first time I ate, or the first time I I came and I I yelled and screamed and was like a little, uh, not too crazy, but you know they were winning. Yeah, you know. So it was more like, yay! Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This game that I went to on Saturday, Quinn, they were losing. They lost bad. Uh huh. Got the fucking asses handed to them. Um, and it was harder to watch and not go, run! <laughs> fucking turn around! Wrong fucking! You turn the wrong way! You know, that kind of yeah, soccer yeah. dad bullshit. Yeah, you didn't want to do that. I don't want to be that, Dad, but yeah. it was like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> <laughs> I had no fucking idea what was going on, and my wife was telling me what happened, and it was like a blackout situation. <laughs> Did you do that in the end? Was that what happened? Or No, I mean, I was like, she turned to me at one point and was like, oh, chill out, and I was like, it's a soccer game. <laughs> you know, but I was like yelling loud. 
Oh, okay. You know? So there's a little bit of that. Well, there's another. I mean, it wasn't the only dad. <laughs> but out of eight dads, there was me and one other guy that were behaving. Particularly loud. Yeah, and we were both on the... Our kids were on the same team. We don't know each other. It's not like we showed... You know, we yeah. fucking up. Got together last Tuesday and we're like, "All right, so you'll yell this and no. I'll yell that, and <laughs> that we're, way neither of us will seem too inappropriate." Were, were you at least louder than the dads on the other team? No, 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 no. Those dads were quiet. Well, then their, their kids were winning. They were like, "Jesus Christ, these guys are freaks." <laughs> uh, no, I was like, uh, it wasn't wildly obscene, and I was not swearing, but sure. I, I was a, you know. The intent of just swearing. A, just some fucking loser with a broken leg standing on the fucking <laughs> side of his kid's soccer game going, Why are you doing that? <laughs> Turn around! Faster! Faster! <laughs> it's not a good look. No, no, no. So I'm going to try to pull the reins back from now on. Sure. But it, it was uh, a real, I had to, a real reckoning. With who I am. Uh-huh. Because normally if I saw a dad like that, I'd be like, fucking get it together, old yeah. man. <laughs> sure. I'm that old man, except even worse. Uh-huh. Hobbled and high. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what was the next one? So next on the list... We have uh, Tampa. So my wife's from Tampa. And so I go out there a lot. And uh, it's really cool to have an affiliation with uh, Border and Tampa. Because I've been watching these skateboard contests in Tampa for my whole life that are at Skate Park of Tampa. And I'm gonna get like to go and hang out and be uh, at the contest and watch all these amazing tricks and I'll meet all these cool pro skateboarders and that's uh, real. I'm trying to think of what like the equivalent in comedy. It's like going to a cool comedy festival and being like on you know on the main stage or like a VIP list kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, so th- it, it's pretty exciting. And I'm gonna get to do a show. And. Uh, that's pretty much it. Come see me, Tampa people. It'll be at the Bricks on, uh, what does it say right there in that October? Tampa, does it say right there? Quinn, read it. It's in. Oh, the suspense. OCT. No, not that. Don't read this year. Yeah, October. Tampa. Pro, yep, Pro. that's it. On the day... On the 15th. 15th, baby. At the Bricks. Come see me. Come fuck with me. Tampa. I'm coming for you. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's it. That's it. All that's right. All, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Um, next on the agenda, uh, we have Norm MacDonald. Oh, fucking R.I.P. R.I.P., man. Oh, R.I.P., R.I.P. I mean, I, I've been, uh, I think I've, I've been down a rabbit hole, Norm MacDonald rabbit hole, once a year since yeah. the internet came out. Yeah. You know, like, I've fucking been obsessed with him for a long time, read his book twice. 
He's the best. And uh, yeah. there's a, you know, I could only hope that his influence on me is ever, you know, sure, uh, even close to, uh, you know, his uh, universe of comedy, of talent, yeah. you know, ability and taste and everything. His wisdom about comedy alone was so valuable. And then for him to be able to not be only that wise and intuitive about comedy, then to also be so fucking funny, like actually Mount yeah. Rushmore level good at, yeah. at being funny and at stand-up. Absolutely. One, he's, I think he's you know, easily one of the funniest to ever do it. I mean, he's really, really was incredible. Um, yeah. I One guy, uh, I watched all of it last night. One guy posted a, um, like, a show he did in, like, late 2019 or something. And it was, like, a full hour or something, which is, like, you know, fuck, we recorded it. But, like, you know, now he, there's an hour out of sort of... Of uh, unseen Norm Macdonald stand up, of Norm Macdonald stand up, yeah, cool. It's like an hour. It's on uh, YouTube. I watched the whole thing last night. It was, you know, I mean, a lot of them were like not totally finished premises, but some of them were, were, and even the ones that weren't. I mean, they were just they were funny, man. And styled so out and- weird and him and amazing. Um, and definitely worth checking out. Uh, and he lived. For nine years with cancer, yeah, and didn't tell anybody, and I think had kind of like some of his biggest accomplishments of his entire career during that time. Those last two specials of his, I think, were both during that time, and I, you know, I think they're some of the best hours. That Netflix ever. special, I mean, it, it's also a culmination. Like if you're you know Norm Macdonald's material very well, there's lots of jokes on that album or right. that special yeah. that are on other things. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, Vegas joke, which is one of my favorite favorite jokes of his, the Vegas prostitutes joke. I do not remember the Vegas prostitutes the joke. The one where he's like, uh, eh, I've been uh, whittling. He's like, uh, so they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and he's like, yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I thought about that. What's that mean? You know, because it's not true, right? If you murder someone in Vegas they'll and you leave town they'll come get you they'll cross state lines and they'll bring you back and you'll have to face a jury of your peers yeah <laughs> yeah so I thought about this and I ruminated on it. I'm trying to remember if I could think if I can do this I, almost verbatim ruminated on it I was I whittled I whittle when I ruminate and it came to me in a sudden. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What that means is you can have sex with a prostitute in Las Vegas. And she won't tell your wife. <laughs> Not these small town mouthy whores <laughs> like we're here from. That I remember that. <laughs> putting their... Putting their... Hair, blue hair curler thing over their head, or whatever that is. <laughs> Going, hey, are you old Tim McGinty's wife? And I took a shit on his chest in exchange <laughs> for money. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. 
amazing. Nice joke. guy is my favorite part. <laughs> she, says, I, nice, she says, nice guy to <laughs> Yeah. And he says in like the perfect like tone. Like he just. Uh, so good, man. I can't do a good Norm MacDonald, but man, that joke is so funny. It's there's great. so many layers to it. And there's like just word choices. Yeah. Unique word choices and stuff. He's a class. Just. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I think all everybody has obviously talked about the Norm MacDonald thing, the ESPN uh, speech. The ESPYs, right? The award speech. Uh, or no, he was a host of the ESPYs. And he called out, OG, he made an OJ joke. Oh. And the Heisman uh, Trophy. And uh, so, uh, what are the other ones that everyone brings up about Norm? The Carrot Top joke on Conan. All yep, his Conan yep. appearances. And Amazing. then you can even go into all of his Howard Stearns. And then you can go even further down all of his fucking poker videos. Oh, if yeah. you're into poker, there's like hours of footage of fucking just Norm MacDonald playing poker. Oh, I know that. That's Yeah, because he was on all these poker uh, shows all the he time. He had a big yeah, gambling addiction, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then he was like a professional poker player, like at least a celebrity oh, poker player for a lot of years. Interesting. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. All no. kinds. And not only that, it was like touring on the road always. Like, uh, always yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Like yeah, legit. Dates always. Legit, like, just, you know, re- like a legit comic who just wanted to be the funniest he could be and just did it in that spirit. And I think especially, you know, I mean, and maybe that's, you know, I mean, like you said, this last nine years, I think he said, did some of his best work. And maybe part of that was knowing, you know, that it may not go well. And I don't know. I don't want to, like, put words in his mouth or anything. He's you not here, but he's, uh, you know, did some amazing work in that time. That was very, uh, it was a very, like, sort of pure idea of comedy that is so rare now that it's really refreshing and he did some amazing stuff, you know. He had this, he had, like, uh, his bit about the news, it's, that's the title of the track on, like, his second to last hour is, like, one of my favorite bits of all time. And I'll, I'll listen to it just, like, just, like, I mean, it just blows me away. It's really great stuff all around. The writing, the delivery, his voice was so unique. Did you read his book? Not, I've Dude, read like a little got, bit. I'll I let got, you borrow it. It is yeah. seriously one of the best books I've ever read. And yeah. I, re- I read, you know, classic literature. And yeah. I read science fiction. And it holds up to, like, the classic... The Hemingways, the Fitzgeralds, the, you know, he writes yeah. in this kind of voice that resembles like a time, you know, now lost. Yeah. Right. He's got this grasp of an era of like, of, of literature and film and comedy that he's yeah. able to kind of encapsulate and like manufacture his own style out of it that still reads as unique. And you could say all of yeah. that same stuff about his comedy, but especially oh, yeah. the way he's able to, he's able to translate that into like a literary form uh-huh. is incredible. And it's laugh out loud, fucking laughs per minute, you know, yeah. Uh, rate, uh, off the charts. Incredible yeah. book. God, I just can't b- 
believe he's gone. It was so shocking when I heard that it, news. It was so left field. And also, like, the idea that he told, like, nobody was such a norm thing. Right. Everybody said that, too, for sure. It yeah. It really is. And when you can go down rabbit holes now of, like, all of the videos of him talking about where you're like, man, now that you know, it you changes everything. listen to all of these interviews and how he talked about death and yeah. how he referenced he, what he wanted to happen when he died and what he wanted to happen when other people died. And yeah. It's so insightful Changes everything, now. man. Yeah. He, his second to last hour, the one I keep talking about, he, he opens it talking. He says, uh, it's good to be alive. The Comedy Central one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called Norm MacDonald, like, try stand-up, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he, he opens it. He's like, it's so good to be alive because it's so bad to be dead. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. And it's... And, they still don't have a... You know what they don't have a cure for? Death. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's not that life is so fucking great. He's like, it's just death is bad. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, you listen to that now and you're like... I mean, it's still so funny, but it's so... It's such a different thing tone, now. Different that tone. that he was on his, like... Yeah, he had yeah. A, a cancer diagnosis. And he might have known, he probably knew by then that it wasn't going great. I mean, that was like five years ago or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I wondered, I like, he got, like, kind of bloated looking and stuff like that yeah, in yeah. his later years, and it was, uh, you know, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Maybe. And I'm sure know. there was, like, depression and all kinds. I mean, you can only hy- hypothesize sure. about any of this stuff because he was, like, such a closed book, you know? He was so closed and kind of mysterious. Now he, his personal life and very um, hard to read. But, you know, I mean, ah, man, I mean, he, there, there's, I, there's no one ever like him. I don't think there ever will be unless they're just doing an imitation of him. You know, he's a one-of-a-kind guy. Did you ever see Screwed with Dave Chappelle, Danny DeVito, and Norm MacDonald? No, I haven't. Well, there you go. I got to check it out, though, that lineup. Yeah, yeah, get the fuck out there and watch that movie. It's not like the best comedy of all time, but it's fucking really funny. And just to witness those three guys reacting to each other like in a movie is, you know. I haven't heard. I'm going to check it out, though. That lineup, I'm going to check it out, yeah. Screwed. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Norm. R. Truly, R. like, don't ever stop watching footage of him and studying what a master he is of, uh, yeah, of his own personality, his really. own, yeah, his own like form of stand, his own taste of stand up in comedy. And it's it's a weird because it's not like I mean, obviously he talked about you know, he made rape jokes and he made fucking every kind of dark, yeah joke you can think of but he by no means was like a shock comic no like it's a subtler style of like granted it, edgy comedy but it's not edgy in the way that like anthony jeselnik is edgy or yeah, that yeah. like jim norton is edgy or anything like that yeah it, it was it was so well written and so uh the the rabbit holes he would lead you down and he would he could take like this is what i love about his news bit is it's like a 12 minute bit and he takes you down this rabbit hole. It's so lengthy and there's laughs all, you know, every few seconds throughout it. And even after this long bit, he get, you know, you get to the end of it and there's the final twist and you still don't see it coming, even though he kind of telegraphs it earlier. And you don't, you don't, you totally forget though. 
He just, he was such a great craftsman in so many ways, in so many subtle ways that, you know, people will probably never really uh, totally get unless, again, unless they're trying to imitate him or something. You know, I mean, he was, uh, uh, and like you said, like very much his own thing, which is so fucking hard to do in comedy and so commendable. I mean, really, uh, yeah. I mean, loved the guy. Really amazing stand-up. Yeah, great dude, great person, great writer. We're forever we're living in your shadows there, Norm, buddy. And hella Canadian. That was also <laughs> the most... Like, and he, I think he, he would always commend other comics who, like, owned their Canadianness because yeah. of... Especially in comedy, like, you're always like, oh, wow, he's Canadian. But no one's... You'd never be like... Oh, yeah, Norm's fucking hella Canadian. Yeah. Like, you know, he wears it on his, in everything he does, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is also really cool. All right. Let's get, let's get, a, let's get a move on. Norm. All right. We'll be back. All right. Next on the uh, agenda, we have uh, process and habits. Yeah. So, uh, I think, or I'm fucking sure I've talked about this, but there's uh, this process I've I've worked on for uh, habit stacking called the 66 day challenge, where you set the bar like really low for yourself, uh-huh. uh, and start a new challenge that you think is going to be like life changing and make like everything in your life easier. If I could only do this one habit, if I had this part of my life, sure, you know whatever. So. Uh, it's been, it's been really helpful. I did a lot of things that way. I quit smoking that way. I quit drinking that way. I started exercising that way, eating healthy. And many, many things. It starts with like something really small, and then you grow it into something like bigger. You know, so it started with like, just touch my toes and do one push-up. And that was like the challenge. I was like, but it was like a permanent lifestyle change that I wanted to make. So I was like, all right. My goal is to like work out hella every day. You know what I mean? Become ripped as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be in Marvel movies or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Like have that kind of body. Have titties. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Pecs. Like you know, like man, man boobs, but sculpted ones, not saggy, jiggly ones. Yeah. 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 You know what a man muscle looks like? Have you seen uh, one yes, before? Yes, I've seen, seen it. All right. I've seen movies. You're looking at me so confused. <laughs> no, I understand. You're sweating. Are you jacking off? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean all these descriptions to get you so horned up. I apologize. Uh, it's okay. Just finish. Um. Anyways, gross. So, what all I'm saying is that's how it started. I wanted, all right, but I was like, all right, but you, what happens is Quinn is you set people set the bar too high. They're like, all right, well if I want to have big fucking Marvel boobs, then I I got to start doing a hundred push-ups a day. Right. I got to do fucking hundred sit-ups a day. I got to go to the gym. I got to get a membership. And I got to go buy new clothes. Right. Yeah. And they go do all that stuff, and then they do it for like a day or two, and they're like, God, fuck, this is hard. You know what? I'm gonna get a pack of Marb Lights and call it. <laughs> And I was definitely that guy for pretty much everything I ever tried to do until I started doing these little 66-day challenge things. And so it started with, you know, the smoking and the drinking. And then the, I started with uh, 
dude, just touch your toes and do one push-up for like 66 days. And like, sure, one day I want to be able to do like a fucking hundred push-ups a day or whatever. Yeah. But right now, I'll be totally satisfied and happy that I'm making progress in a direction that is benefiting my life if I just do one push-up and touch my toes because that's more than I do consistently now. Do you know what I mean? Sure, And yeah. this way it'll be like regular and I'll build the habit because something that really inspired me about this process was the concept that after you develop um, the habit, then it no longer requires free will. And then that's what kind of got me really excited about it. Where I was like, man, that'll be so dope when it's like, I don't even have to think about working out or eating healthy because it's just like part of the lifestyle just yeah. like not smoking was because smoking was such a huge part of my lifestyle for so long that like imagining imagining it permanently gone took was impossible. I didn't even have the imagination, the space in my imagination to think about living a life where I didn't smoke a pack a day. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, and then when it happened, I was like, wow, I never thought I could go through such a crazy life transition. What else is like that? You know? Yeah. And then it was like the alcohol thing and then the, the exercise thing. And now with the, all the, I'm only saying all of this to say that I have to really snap back into uh, creating and stacking new habits and because my fucking leg is broken. And I have to get right. into some serious routines because already in just a couple of weeks, I have noticed my life has gotten obviously very complicated. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can't do anymore, you know, like stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and uh, or help my wife make dinner or anything like that. So it, it's sure. just a fucking pain in the ass. But so in the meantime, I don't want to get a slip into a, you know, a crippling depression. Yeah. Because that is on the horizon. Sure. I can smell it. And it smells like cherries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why cherries. What does your depression smell like? Um I don't know, but Adam told me I smell like onions earlier. That smells like depression. Yeah, I feel like that's a depressing smell. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Alright, well mine's cherries. <laughs> it's kinda sweet. No, it's uh, it's terrible. But it's I can I can feel that it could uh, it could happen really really quick because I uh, I'm so hobbled. I can't fucking do anything. Can't even drive. I can't go to the store. I can't do anything for myself. It's a real drag and a half, Quinn. So I'm getting it together. Sure. And I'm gonna start documenting it uh, as well as I can. But. I think the new challenge uh, is uh, this seven o'clock wake up, which has been like on my list forever because I always have thought that and no, because if you read any books about really, really productive people, really, really effective, successful people, their shit is always all about fucking waking up at five in the morning and like, yeah. you know, doing 10 hundred things before anybody wakes up and then early bird you know catches the dick worm or whatever it is yeah right yeah. what do birds eat dick worms and they don't, worms look like dicks <laughs> limp little fucking dirt dicks popping up out of the ground for those fucking 
horny ass bird mouths. Why do I gotta make everything so fucking erotic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, boom. So I've, oh, but I cannot fucking get it with comedy and all this shit. It's fucking impossible to wake up early. I'm out fucking out That's at night doing thing. jokes, and then I come home. I'm all wound up. And my dad was a professional musician, so he used to always do the same thing where he'd be like, I can't go to sleep. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm out till 2, 3 in the morning. I come home, and I'm all wound up. I want to watch a show or something, wind up. Yeah. So what? I don't fall asleep till 5 or 6, and then I can't do anything till 2 p.m. or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, that'd be kind of a bummer on my Saturday as a kid being like, Dad, but you were supposed to fucking drive me to fucking Tony's birthday party. And now you're fucking got cocoa puffs all over your fucking button down fucking shirt and your cover buttons all crooked and what the fuck yeah because he was a vegas musician he had to dress and he had to wear a cover button uh-huh. so uh so now i'm that guy getting home all late my son's waking me up with cocoa puffs but i don't have a cover button uh-huh. i just have a fucking spitfire shirt on <clears throat> not as fancy I'm not playing behind Bo Diddley at Caesar's Palace. I'm fucking playing behind old fucking Jisco at fucking Tony V's mechanic-themed bar in fucking North Everett. <laughs> you say it's not as classy as Vegas? It's no Caesar's Palace. That's fair. Uh, so, anywho's, anywho's, a blah blah doos. The point is, the seven o'clock thing. I can't help right now because my fucking leg wakes me up with throbbing bone pain. And as soon as I wake up, I am up. Like, I've yeah. never had a problem, like, going back to sleep after I wake up, which is why it's also been really hard to, like, be a morning person. Yeah. But, like, I I have to just, like, kind of face the music <laughs> right now because it's been now, like, two weeks of, like, oh, I'm awake now. Yeah. And there's no... You know, and it's always six thirty, seven o'clock. So I might as well just like, all right, permanent. Like this is my lifestyle now, which is going to be tough with comedy in the future. But I think, uh, I think I just have to commit. I'll be more effective, productive, and in the end, successful. Although probably pretty tired person. Absolutely. But we're gonna give it a go. I'm gonna try my best. Sure. I mean, I I did do a little. I had a moment where I was waking up at like um, like two three a.m. to uh, after while doing stand up because I had a job that started at five a.m. in Northgate and I lived in West Seattle, which uh, is like a forty five minute drive. Although bus at the time. Were you enjoying that? I was busing, uh, which took like two hours, and so I would get like a. Th- three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, and then I would go to the thing, and then I'd come home, and I would sleep for another four hours uh, in the middle of the day. And that was interesting, but after I will say after like a month, the sleep deprivation definitely caught up with me. How so? I was just kind of zombie-like towards the end. That's why I had to leave that job and go do a different one, because it was like I just wasn't able to function. Okay. But I was also waking up. I mean, I was waking up crazy early. But I think towards the end, I started. Uh, I started driving while I was at that job, and I think when I was driving, I was probably waking up around. I don't know, like three thirty, four a.m. Damn. So, there was that. But uh, 
Yeah, I, there's just something to keep in mind though with the with the you know the real early stuff is uh, I don't know it uh it was fine for like a couple weeks and but then it really caught up with me. I know it does catch up with you, and I've done it. I woke up, uh, I was waking up at six or seven for a month or two when I first when I really started getting into this habit stuff, and yeah, it kicked my fucking ass. Sure, but I had never gotten more done. Because oh, really? I was like, seriously, I would pretty much just crack through all of my most important stuff before my day started. Interesting. So like all of the, I would write the stuff, I would send the emails, I would, you know, I would just check all of these boxes and then and then have coffee or whatever and then eat right. breakfast. And then it was like, oh, crazy. And then I have the whole day to like really crack into like my really important stuff like finishing the videos writing more jokes like submit sending more emails trying to get booked more whatever you know just more important stuff instead of letting the whole day be consumed by like kind of the more minuscule stuff and i never really got to focus on my you know my great american novel or whatever it was (laughs) I, i needed to work on that day you know sure um and I think like now I fucking and I can't even really hang out in the kitchen to make my son breakfast because it's too hard on my crutches. I have that fucking wheelie scooter on my knee. It's you know it's it's yeah. tough. So I try my best. I'm helping out like I sat on the fucking recliner and peeled potatoes for my wife the other day. I got fucking potato skins all over my fucking lazy boy, but I helped. Yeah, it's tough being an old crippled man. And all I can think about is wanting to go skate again. It's like the complete opposite of what you'd think would happen. You break right. your leg. Everyone keeps saying that. You break your leg. Probably not going to skate anymore. I'm like, literally, that's all I think about. Is yeah. Fixing this thing and healing it as fast as I can so I can get back out there and break it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, howdy. All right. Um, let's move it. All right. So uh, last topic that we have here. Uh, oh no, the border crisis. Oh god! All right, so this is—I uh, don't have any big hot takes. I didn't mean to build it up like I was going to fucking solve this thing, uh, but it is a couple of factoids that I think are important. You don't have to keep making these weird hand gestures. <laughs> fucking jazz hands back there. I apologize. <laughs> We gotta get fucking ADD Quinn Jizco over here, something to toy with, fiddle with. My hands. He's not fucking <laughs> signaling traffic over here. <laughs> so, no big hot takes, but a couple of little factoids is, um, America is one hundred percent responsible for pretty much everything bad that has happened in Haiti. And it uh, doesn't take much research to realize that the CIA specifically has completely fucked that country up. And they were very close to having uh, a, 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 re- a slave rebellion led, I believe, socialist state. And the CIA went in and fucking stopped it. <laughs> and it's a, an insane history. Uh, uh, Truanon has done amazing episodes about it, which is a fantastic podcast. If you guys don't listen to Truanon, it's great. It's like QAnon, but with true stuff. 
What bothers me about people who rule out conspiracy theory is they want to rule out that all there is actual crazy shit that the U.S. Right. government and other governments and big corporations and whatnot have been involved in that are true. Right. And so it's very important to discuss the true stuff that we do know is true. And this Haiti thing is fucking one of the easy ones because it's all very, very out in the open. And I'm not, this isn't that kind of podcast. Right. But I, I did want to, like, it, there is a fit, like tens of thousands of fucking people uh, down at the border right now who are escaping not only that specifically, the fucking American led coup from uh, in Haiti that would have been, again, historically one of the, I think, anyway. Uh, a slave rebellion takeover of a fucking country, which is, I think, the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and it didn't happen because of us. And then, that, right. and then the country's been suffering and the government has been fucking going through insane times and terrible corruption ever since. And now, because of climate change, which is a completely America-made problem, for the most part, like a corporatist America is completely at fault for essentially spreading American-style consumerism around the fucking planet, right? Uh-huh. And it's that type of consumerism and waste that has gotten us into this insane crisis with not only climate change, but then the raping of the oceans, which also has, a, obviously, a tremendous amount to do with climate change as well. Yeah. And again, hilarious topic. Thank God we closed with this. But... <laughs> I did just want to talk about it because um, of the 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 unique nature of this specific, it, like, uh, and, and and we talked about like vintage Alex Jones and stuff like that before, you know, yeah. like so sometimes when certain things do come up where I think they're just so in the face and I, we don't do a lot of like big hot topics on this show that much it's a pretty personal podcast it's overall just a riffy comedy podcast yeah but um at my core because i grew up fucking reading david ike books <laughs> fucking watching alex jones documentaries and going down youtube rabbit holes in the early days of youtube there's certain things that just hit you in the face and even like covid is a little bit one of them but this thing specifically where it's like Oh wow! Like that country that we fucking ruined is like running from the problems we started there, and uh, like they're all just like living under a bridge right now. Like it's so horrific and terrible, and there's uh, no real good answers for what to do, except what this is actually a pretty good answer, but it would set a a a very nerve wracking precedent. 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 The one with the C. Precedent? Thank you. <laughs> Is we should just let them all in. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's 15,000, 20,000 people or whatever, but it's whatever. It's just 300 million people here. We barely feel it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I've heard this point made on other podcasts before, so I'm just going to regurgitate it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, is that 
immigrants make like the fucking best Americans ever, the most patriotic <laughs> Americans ever. And a lot of them do end up being like pretty conservative, actually. So the fear yeah. of them all just being Democrats is is yeah. is not as founded in fact. Yeah. You know? Uh, because you know, Democrats, especially the way they're whatever, uh the way they come off is not very flattering to immigrants <laughs> to be like, hey, like, you know, gender norms and don't use the right pronouns right. and all your fucking kids have to uh you know Yeah. Yeah, win trophies and participation trophies or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be as into that. They might be a little bit more conservative because they believe in God and shit. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it is like it's one of those things where you're like, I mean, it seems like a lot of paperwork <laughs> to just <laughs> let them all in. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is kind of the right thing to do, and it, I think it also is kind of just like the net positive thing to do for America too. Because don't we also have like a million people? Like, there nobody can find people to hire for jobs right now. Um, like, aren't they desperate to find workers like in a million different industries? A lot of industries are hiring like crazy right now. Yeah. So what the fuck? Here's a twenty thousand people who need jobs. And and uh, I think if you look, when you help them out, even you have to give them a house or whatever, and they just slowly pay it back. They usually do. It's still a net positive. So I don't know. I just I just wanted to speak on it, just a tad, a touch, a little, a meanie, a, a, a wee bit. Because you know it can't all be just jizzy kills and <laughs> fun and games. Yeah. Pretty good episode, I think, overall, Quinn. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, too. It's always good to see you. Always a pleasure to hear about your open mic escapades and your new house having ordeals. And it's always so much fun to have you helping me so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you to our sponsors. <laughs> Jizco Incorporated. <laughs> and little Q-Dizzle. Drizzle Sticks. <laughs> drizzle Sticks. I like if you that. guys haven't tried Drizzle Sticks, you haven't lived. Good night, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon. Truman Show? <laughs> Who's seen it? Not me. Who's me? Me is me. Your host, Taylor Clark.